Snap, episode 433. It's a pretty special episode. It's so special. We're halfway <laughs> to 866. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. We're going to have an 866 party? Oh, we definitely are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the big mm-hmm. number. Mm-hmm. That's Unforeseen the big... numerology. Yes. <laughs> you know, the famous Route 866. It's like, you know, it's got a lot of history. It does. <laughs> it does. You know what I mean? But, episode uh, a third of the way to re- episode twelve ninety nine. Ready to go. We're totally ready to go there, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got uh, a lot. To, we're going to be talking about a lot of movies uh, right now, but a fair amount of them, I'm going to guess you haven't seen. You're right. Listening to uh, you, listening audience, because we're kind of in a dead zone. We're in that like fall February ish <laughs> of uh, you know, it's like summer movies are over. Awards movies haven't started yet, and uh, apparently there's nothing to release between uh, mid-August to mid-September. They, it's funny. They've, the studios have started to figure out the January-February dead zone, right. right? Like, they put Black Panther yeah. there, which was brilliant. Yeah, it exactly. It stayed at number one for three months or right. whatever. Uh-huh. But they haven't figured out this Labor Day no. No, it's like, oh, well, that's completely different. We couldn't do that here. We couldn't do that here. (laughs) That would make no sense to put a good movie here that people might actually want to see. Let's still stick to old business models and talk about pilot season and other things that don't exist anymore. Why would we change anything? It's not not like... Everything has completely yeah. been changed by yeah. Netflix and Hulu and yeah, no, it's it's that's a fad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not what people want or no. how they want to consume media. No, we're still no. having the Emmy Awards. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and we're still saying television. <laughs> Light bulbs don't work now either. Yes, yeah. uh, on the projectors they don't work during the end of August, beginning of September. They oh. just don't work. Yep, that's IMAX they... shuts down. They boycott. Right. That's right. Projectors are seasonal. They're <laughs> seasonal. Projectors are seasonal. As is uh, the worker bees. They go back to school and they're like, there's no one to show the movies. No one to pour popcorn for children. <laughs> <laughs> so, no one wants to go to the movies this no, time of year. No. You know, it's it's that like, ooh, August is coming up. Time for my movie vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Yeah. We finally get a movie vacation. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, there's nothing for me to see. So uh, why, why don't we introduce one of our guests? Yes. Yeah, the so. other one's not here yet. No, he's running late, but we'll introduce the one that's here on time early, I might even add, before you and I even got here. It is my nature. Mm-hmm. Good and for uh, her. you know what? Also, I unnecessarily double confirmed her. Good for you. Yeah, just to make sure. Should that's we it. confirm her one more time yeah. before we introduce her? <laughs> I'm not saying it could hurt. Yeah. I just want to know. Will I stay? That's what you like. I want to know. You're talking now. At any moment, if we don't confirm her a third time, she could walk. You're not like, well, yeah. I could go get a cup of coffee. There's nothing keeping me here without a third confirm. Exactly. (laughs) She could do the old dad goes for ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here comes our other guest. It's so exciting. Come on in. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was so late. Hey, man. Hi. So. Need a watch? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, what's oh, going on? That's the old MC. That's yeah, the old nice. stock line from the 80s. Uh, that's yeah, a stock line be. from the 1880s. Exactly. That's a stock line since the invention of the watch. It's uh, uh, it still kind of works, though. It, does, yeah. it you know, always works. That, and did you learn to uh, whisper under a helicopter? Whisper under a helicopter. And what's the other one? Isn't there like a birthday one? Like, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, ma'am. What are you weigh? <laughs> Isn't there that no, one? No, There's no, that one. Cut you in half. I'll count the rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever got that one? one? Yep. You ever got that mm-hmm. one? My husband gives me a core sample. Anything? Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> JackieCationComedy.com, everybody. <Yes. laughs> 
And ladies and gentlemen, uh, introducing Jackie Cation. There she yep. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Comedian, and, writer, podcaster. And now, writer of a comic book. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is it Ore or is it just Ore? It's Ore. It's Ore. All there right. we go. Simon Ore. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, our I, second I've guest. I've taken your... No, I've, that, I've please. Taken that. Finish the intro. You're halfway there. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys know this about Simon, but he works <laughs> over there at Starburns. Mm-hmm. It's a little known fact, but uh, I'm yeah. comfortable now admitting it. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> that, what the heck? Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now's the time. This now's is the time, time to come out. Give you guys a little background. This is uh, Dan Harriman and uh, Dino Stamatopoulos' company. That's right. And uh, they um, do animation, they do TV shows, they do um, live action, and they just started a comic book imprint called Starburns Press. And uh, we will be talking a little bit later about their uh, Kickstarter that they're doing, that Jackie's a part of, Ooh. called Comics Comics. And I, I thought for a second, catering. I want, mm, I, I want you guys to go into catering. Mm-hmm. You know that Dan Harmon went to my grade school? That's right, really? We went to the same mm-hmm. grade school, yeah. In Milwaukee? In South Milwaukee. That's amazing. He went to Rawson. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. It's, uh, I think when we met, he was half in the bag, so he doesn't remember telling me that. But uh, In grade school, he was just hammered? Uh, All the time. As, well, he was raised in South Milwaukee. So yes. I was. Yes. I, don't know if, I don't know why you wouldn't have been. I was weaned on Pabst and Ho-Ho's. Yeah. So. <laughs> this, is a, this is a part of the country where uh, when a kid has a, a, like a, is teething, they put whiskey in the kid's mouth. Peppermint schnapps. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Rumplemints. And yep. uh, it's also a little bit on the pacifier to help them sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old yep. school. Yep. And in the bottle to help them just yeah, make yeah, it little, through the day. Uh, yeah. Once you turn six, you're, it's opium. It's just yeah, straight yeah, yeah. opium. Yeah. opium. You know, you, just, you're either an alcoholic or you sleep well. Yeah. yeah. So just mainline in some H, mm-hmm. right, uh, as you <laughs> transition into the fifth grade. Yep. Well, yep. Listen, everything in moderation is okay. That's how you learn, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yes. Even moderation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All those school buses. So uh, let's uh, get into it. Let's, let's talk about it. our first movie. Now, you saw Peppermint, which, oh, my God. Now, I was thinking, well, something must have happened where it was the only movie at a certain time. It was the food theater. Or I can't imagine you going, this is the movie I can't wait to see. <laughs> you would be wrong, Chris. Wow. All right. I saw this trailer, and I On went. purpose. I mm-hmm. went, I'm in. Okay. Ever mm-hmm. since. The Taken series, where yes. everyone's getting a Taken, right. I'm like, give them all a Taken. Yes. Tony Shalhoub, I don't yeah. care. Oh, I would watch a Shalhoub Taken of like Shalhoub, that. Of course, Instantly. are you kidding yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Anybody, you yeah. know what I mean? Anne Heche, Jim, Jim I don't care. Jim, yeah. Give them all. Yeah, I give, give them all. Jim. A, you know what I mean? Everybody gets a Taken. That's why he's quitting Big Bang Theory. Yes. Like, I've got four Taken movies lined he's up. He's got yeah. them stacked up. Jim yeah. Parsons has had enough. Yeah. He can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. They pushed the They pushed the wrong guy. Yeah. So you give me Jennifer Garner, who, by the way, I was, I was, you know, were you I, an alias? I was an alias fan. Okay, right. there you go. So there I'm in. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, was right. it the alias or the Taken of it all? But it's, it's the, it's Here's the perfect what, peanut butter jelly combination. It really is, honestly. It, it's if I were to, after watching this movie, here's what it is. It's, it's, it's Death Wish alias. It's old school. Now I'm an old school Bronson fan. I'm an old school. Isn't it like a mix of Punisher in there too? A little bit. A little bit of Punisher, a, mm-hmm. a, but it, but this really it has its roots with Charles Bronson. <laughs> it really revenge porn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, they took away everything kind of... she loved, Jackie. Oh, did yeah. they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that the picture with she's got angels? Yes. Right? yes. Now, just to be clear, was she minding her own business? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Like Jack Reacher, where <laughs> she wasn't looking for trouble? She yeah. was not looking for trouble. Oh, she was man. minding her own business. <laughs> she was a, a, a loving wife and mom. Mm-hmm. And you know what they did? They, take they it took all everything away? away. They took everything away. Oh, oh no. my God. That's not right. A lot of people would just probably crumble, wouldn't they? Sure. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the system's no help. The system's yeah. no help at all. Yeah, the system's... I can't, can't get help from the system. So what would you do if the system yeah. fails you and they oh take God. away everything now you love? Now I want to see this movie. Right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, my... Why wouldn't I? A normal person would probably just say, I'm going to move away and live on a farm and mm-hmm. be a peaceful life. And grieve. And grieve. Like, but a, there's l- a, like a classy lady. A classy mm, lady would have mm. grieved. Would have grieved in a meadow and wrote a wrote a poem about suffering. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe gotten a pony. Yeah. and uh, Started a blog. Started Ooh, a blog. Maybe a mommy mm-hmm. blog, except yeah. for that her baby was taken. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a grievingmommyblog.com. Mm-hmm. Or she can just disappear for five years. We don't quite know where and how she gets her training. We don't even get a League of Shadows. Oh, it's, oh, a, it's a five no. years Bruce Wayne oh, kind of ordeal? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And they don't explain it, now. which is fantastic. <laughs> they just great. say she got tr- she must have gotten training. Mm-hmm. and Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> and you know what? I don't care yeah. where she got her training. <laughs> All I know is people that have wronged her, they're going to get fucked up hard. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, after five years. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Comes back. Sh- yeah. you know, it's short- like a Count of Monte Cristo with bite. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shaved head, you know, V for Vendetta style. I oh, mean, nice. just is I'm there a punching out. She's called Peppermint? Or is that like a rosebud reveal at the end? The no, the reason, and this is this isn't a spo- um, this isn't a spoiler. This is revealed very early. It was the flavor of ice cream she went to go get her daughter Ooh. when she turned her back, and she should have died with them too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she's gonna <laughs> cut did somebody! You spare me! <laughs> oh my God! I tell you, did you ever see uh, the girl most likely to with Stockard Channing? No, no. I, how do I get it? If you're just telling <laughs> oh, me this yeah. is Stalker Channing's death wish, and more importantly, yeah. how did we get there? Yeah. Right, yeah. because uh, she—it's a—it's re- revenge that she takes on everyone who make fun of her in high school. It was made in like '74. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, matter of fact, Aaron, look that up because yeah. I would actually. So did she disappear like... for five years to get training first? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she got in a horrible accident, had oh. plastic surgery, so nobody recognized oh. her. She used to be ugly, and mm. then she. She turned into Stockard Channing. And then, um, which I think is normally just normal good-looking people. She's not like fancy Jennifer. I mean, she's not good-looking like people are good-looking now, where they've been sculpted from a piece of ice. Uh, (laughs) It's like, she's just sort of normal good-looking and fit Mm -hmm. and uh, for 1970s. Mm -hmm. So uh, she comes back, and everyone who was mean to her, like she, all I remember is she pushes one guy out of an airplane. Oh, yes. Like she fucks with his parachute. They go parachuting, and she's like, Hey, let's jump! And he jumps, and he's and they're holding hands, and he's like, "Hey, my thing doesn't work." She's like, "That's right, bitch." Oh, <laughs> it's something like that. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh God, she just whatever seventies version of that. Whatever, right, 70s whatever. Yeah, exactly. Is, like, damn straight. I know. <laughs> I packed it. You turkey or whatever. <laughs> you turkey. <laughs> but I gotta tell you guys, this movie. I mean, so it was fun. It was great. Mm-hmm. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. And and bad cliche cop dialogue is it's short it's it's brief <laughs> it's between scenes of her literally shooting bad guys in the goddamn face well, I mean just like it's not like murder. they're gonna catch her halfway through no yeah. close range 
pistol in your fucking face, boom, like it's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and there's some, it's like the raid, you know, like she goes into just, there's 50 drug dealers <laughs> in some so fortified. So it was like a, a drug Comic-Con. It was a it was drug a Comic-Con <laughs> and she just goes in there and just fucking throttles people. Cleans house. Cleans house. Mm-hmm. You mess with the wrong mother. <laughs> like, it is fantastic. That is awesome. Do they, how did they set it up for a sequel? Did she oh, get a new course. family and yeah. then it gets taken away from that her? That is the beautiful thing. The mm-hmm. ending literally did everything short of going, sequel! <laughs> like, oh, it's, you just went, because I'm just, I'm watching the ending and I'm like, please, I want a franchise. I want this to be a franchise. I need a peppermint too. More minty. Double the mint. Yeah. I go, if you take away the sequel from me, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> oh and then God. the ending, I went, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We're going to go back. Are we going to go back to her League of Shadows, Raza Ghoul training, yeah. wherever mm-hmm. she gets it? I don't care. Yeah. Like, Right. The Sandinistas that she was living with, you know, that's a T2 throwback. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. However yeah. she got her training. But but she's, well, there's justice. That's what she's going to mm. do is she's just going to travel around with just an ATM card like Jack Reacher. And uh, people are going to mess with her and she's going to put them down. They're going to go down nice. hard. Yeah. And you know what? The social media people, that's the other thing. They, <laughs> she's a social media hero. You know, and that's where they're like this, the graffiti with the wings. And oh, like, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. She becomes this kind of like... She's a symbol. She's a hashtag. Yeah, yeah she's, a hashtag. she's a hashtag. <laughs> was she trending? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what else was trending, Chris? Justice. That's nice. what was goddamn trending. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie. Uh, Hooray. Yeah, go yeah. into it. Don't, if, if you are expecting more than a, than a two-dimensional. Dimen- two than an alias taken. Than an alias taken, a two-dimensional. If you want three-dimensional characters, Look elsewhere. You're going in the wrong place. Yes. <laughs> if you want sweet bullets and justice, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, and yeah, and the way she, and Jennifer Garner, she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. So a, a, a woman actually playing someone whose husband and child were murdered and is done. Yeah. She's, yeah. It, yeah. that's believable. Right. Yeah, yeah. It oh, might even be typecasting in, in our current administration. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, maybe she's working through some stuff through her divorce. I don't know, but it works, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of channeling. Yeah. Fantastic. So go see it. So, all right. So surprise uh, glowing review for Peppermint. Check it out. Maybe yeah. there is something to see in the theaters right now. Um, there is not a lot to see in streaming, as we will uh, explore. <laughs> um, I saw the movie Anon, which is short for Anonymous. This is uh, now. I will say this: I'm a huge Clive Owen fan. I think he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I love him and stuff. And I always felt like, why isn't he James Bond? Why isn't he more famous? Why isn't like uh, he is one of the actors that really broke out? I mean, he's he's kind of famous, but he's not like that level of like why isn't he getting more leading man roles and. Uh, this movie will not help his case. So, uh, uh, it's a shame. Oh, no. It's like, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, I know no one saw you in the Nick, but it's okay. I still like you. You know, I want to see this movie. Um, this is a uh, a fake future movie where it's like sort of in the future, but uh, the director does that annoying thing of like, oh, I'm going to put retro cars in it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. The Matrix. I got uh, it. Okay. Uh, again, already strike one. Right. So There's the next trouble. thing is everyone has implants. And... 
What you do is when you everyone walk down implants? the street, everyone has implants. Like, and when you, what what do you mean? Like, like, like your eyes. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, <laughs> computer chips. Oh, where, they chip in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and when where, gravity fails, man. Did yeah. you ever read that? Why isn't that a movie? Anyway, go. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> so what it is is he's a cop, and uh, when he walks around... Like is he wound too tight? He, he is wound too tight. <laughs> is he in too sure. deep, Chris? Yeah, yeah. he also has a failed marriage, which oh, is weird. Oh, what? A cop yeah, with a failed yeah. marriage? <laughs> oh, shocking. So what it is, is uh, the entire movie is overlays of like AR, like uh, augmented reality. So he's walking down the street. Everything gets highlighted when you uh, go to a person, like a square comes over, and then you get the identity of the person as you walk past. Um, there's advertisements come on board. So, And then like... Uh, if you see food in a store, yeah. like all the ingredients come up on the food, like as you're walking past. So, oh, it's wait like a minute. Facebook, you can't escape. Yeah. It, and it was like this but weird thing. But that was a minority like, report. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was that kind of thing. But, and it was also like, oh, this is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. And then about 10, 15 minutes in, okay, now it's overused and it's annoying. Well, it would, it's like it would be in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine walking through like uh, the train station and every ad just jumped out at you and right. said, hey, Chris, you have kids? Yeah. What about this movie? And like even you're buying a hot dog and then it highlights and like you get all the ingredients <laughs> like while you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know this. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and it's like apparently here's the, my best <laughs> my favorite part of the movie. Apparently no one can shut it off. So like really you have no control over any any of this this technology because oh, it gets in like there's a murder, you know, people's eyesight gets jacked and uh you know, there's uh, there's all this conspiracy of like, oh, you can hack a human being. Well, if you stick a fucking computer chip chip in them, yeah, you could probably hack a human being. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that you could do that. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, but it's never explained why wanting to shut it off. Like, uh, oh no, then we'd have no. If you we'd unplugged not have a, it, we, it we'd, becomes we'd, sentient and kills us we'd all. We'd not have a second half of the movie <laughs> if you could shut it off. Uh, so, it's one of those movies that. Um, has a really interesting premise. Like, it really felt like it's like, this is going to be the next Blade Runner. Like a, a neo-noir that's technologically based with uh, a a, um, uh, a cautionary tale of technology in the future. With some really great actors and some, uh, so you know, So it should really have been styles. good. So it should have been really good. Because it's taking technology that already exists and saying, what if it... Right. What if we use it for these reasons or it expands to this capacity? And 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 if this happens, like how would you even control crime? Mm -hmm. Like uh so that kind of thing. Like every crime would be possible if you could jack somebody's memories and eyesights and all those things. So great. Um, like I'm on board. And yeah. then and then the movie gets dopier and dopier and dopier and then goes literally nowhere. <laughs> well let me ask you this. So it says it has a twenty million dollar budget. Yes. Did that what, what, how was was it reflected on the screen? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I will say it really felt like a $20 million movie, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because you look at like um, some mid-range to low-budget sci-fis, you could create some great movies and compelling movies with a lower budget. Like, uh, I don't think the budget hampered the movie. What hampered the movie was the uh, writer-director, I think it was Andrew Nichol, yes. uh, who has done some very mediocre science fiction movies what's, in the past. What's his resume? Um, Let's look it up. And, uh, well, do you remember that movie Gattaca? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Another great premise. Yes, uh, another I, amazing premise. My favorite premise. part of Gattaca mm -hmm. is whenever they, uh, the, the guys that have any sort of yeah. problems are like, get your swim trunks. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> you remember uh, when they had to go swimming out into the ocean? Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, that was the, the That was plot. the big test. Yeah, it was I'll like, get another, your trunks. Uh, We're doing this. I'll name another great premise uh, that went nowhere was Truman Show. 
Oh Remember yeah. That? Like, yeah. Uh, that was that was, him too? That was him too. He yeah. Wrote so, that. so this guy is like a walking premise. This uh, he, he this wrote the Truman Show. I will yeah. say this now: Lord of War. I actually really like that movie. He wrote, okay. wrote and directed that. That mm-hmm. is an interesting movie about the arms. Like, uh, oh, that's with Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah. He's the arms dealer. But no, is it like the this into the future science fiction type film? No, no. That might be. See, you it's know, very grounded. So he is comes it, up with a great premise, so his, but cannot. His, Pay off on it. Simone is, is weird. Has anyone here seen Simone? Seen mm-hmm. That's um, what it generates the actress. Yeah, it's oh. Al Pacino makes mm-hmm. a digital actress who mm-hmm. becomes like the biggest star in the world, and he has Again, to pretend. As we're she's talking real. about this movies, they're like, "Oh, these sounds great. These yeah. sound great. These are great premises. Don't, I would love to see a movie like this." Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. that's really what happens with. with it also this, says uh, uh, Monopoly is one of his. Uh, projects to come and I really Oof. hope it's based on the, the game. Oh, that oh, would yeah. be great. Really <laughs> like Mr. Moneybags. Yeah. Keanu Reeves plays the Monopoly guy. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I don't want to wear a monocle. Yeah, yeah, the other movie he did which is A Good Kill which I think went straight to video. I yeah. I've never heard of it. So yeah. this is, again, it's like, it almost seems intentional where Netflix is picking up these mediocre fantasy science fiction movies just throwing them onto uh, streaming and they're just... I think, in my opinion, Netflix has to fire their entire acquisitions team. At some point, like, you have to go, you know what? Series we're doing great on. Yeah. You know, feature film acquisitions, we're picking all the wrong things. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and uh, the other studios have figured it out because they're dumping their bullshit movies that they don't want to release <laughs> onto Netflix. That new Jungle Book movie from Warner Brothers went to uh, Netflix. Netflix. I, I, yeah. my, my question, though, is, does Netflix give a shit? No, you know, like no if, the, if I think the answer if, is no. Because if their mm-hmm. analytics are, look, we spend, we don't spend top dollar for these movies. We buy mm-hmm. these things. People watch them. You'll keep your subscription going, right? And you'll you you you'll hang around. And they can say that they have new content. Yeah, they can say right. that they're always mm-hmm. and, and and content that they own. Yeah, yes, that's the big thing. It's not a licensing fee. So in the long run, are they like, well, it doesn't. We don't care yeah. because you click to watch it. That's mm-hmm. all I give a shit about. Whether mm-hmm. you right. liked it or thumbs up, thumbs down, it doesn't matter to me. And you had a great cast in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Like you not only had um, uh, Clive Owen, you also had Com Fior, who is really you know he's always plays like a weird weird yeah. character, but he's well, a great actor. Name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the lead actress um, uh, was really good too. She was uh, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She she did a really good job. She was like the hacker. That they thought was uh, killing people, and then uh, you know there's a twist. Did you ever read When Gravity Fails? That I George have not Alec read when, Effinger. When no. Gravity Fails. Um, it is an amazing. It's it's like a Blade Runner set in a futuristic uh, Dubai. Mm-hmm. It's so it's in the red light light district. Of is a it a crime story? It's a noiry crime story. Okay. And it's essentially you, you. Everybody can have chips in their heads. You can mm-hmm. you can be someone else, and you right. and you can remove those chips. Uh, to be someone else. Like, you can be Marilyn Monroe for the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, some guy uh, has purchased, essentially, Jack the Ripper, James Bond, and some other murderer. Mm-hmm. And he's going around and murdering everybody. Right. And our hero uh, is is just an old-school uh, private eye. That guy's just an old-school private eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a Muslim, uh, just a devout... Uh, but he, you know, is I think his girlfriend's a whore with a heart of gold. Things are happening, <laughs> guys. Things, it's all working out for is this Is there guy. a noodle shop somewhere? There is often, there's some rice and I think some <laughs> lamb kebab. Tell me his yeah. name is Jack. <laughs> Frank. It is not. It is uh, whatever the Muslim version of that is. <laughs> oh. uh, but, because it's set like a futuristic Dubai. Right. And, uh, and so like the godfather uh, guy is like, we got to catch this. He's ruining my businesses. <laughs> and uh, so, but when gravity fails, 
is and it would be an amazing movie. Now let me ask you a question because this movie did something that um, really can sink a noir mystery pretty quickly. Did the book have any suspects in it? It did not. No suspects. No suspects at all. Which I mm-hmm. now that I think about it, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, the problem with uh, a film version of not having any suspects is like, well, we think this is the killer, but what if it isn't? Well, what if it isn't? Then you've Who not cares? set it up that it's anyone else in the cast. So that means it's going to be someone random that we're not going to care about because it hasn't been grounded at mm-hmm. all in, right. in the story. Right. No, I don't remember. You know what? Here's what I don't remember about the book. Who did it? <laughs> so I don't think it was most. It wasn't. A, it was more about the journey, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not about. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that the crime was so, there. It's a. It's a trilogy. Uh, when gravity fails, uh, mm-hmm. the second one is good. The third one is not. Right. Well, you know, if you look at like the classic ones, like Chinatown, the way these crime dramas are uh, are put together, where it's like literally has you guessing to the very end, but it. At the end, you don't Where's go. Where's the director going to move? You don't move? go. Wait, yeah. that's my. This that was is my bullshit. Crime. You're like, oh no, that's amazing. Like yeah. you know, because the groundwork has kind of been set there. Everything from like Memento, all these movies where little, you know, little clues have been put down. Like when you go back, even if you, you know, it's not really usual a crime drama, suspects. but like Usual Suspects, yeah, Dick Tracy, Sense. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler so, alert, alert, folks. <laughs> so again, um, great premise. Just great actors, just not a good movie. That's too bad. That is the review of every, of every Netflix film. Yeah, I every know. Netflix original <laughs> film is that. Wow, good actors, cool premise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. How many have you seen? Too oh, many. Way too oh, many. No. Yeah, because especially when we get into the dead theatrical zone yeah. it's like we look to other places and so you saw cloverfield paradox i did oh yes. sorry <laughs> yeah yeah i sure did uh, <laughs> was it really a paradox did and, it feel uh, that was the kind of movie right? too that i could have reviewed without even seeing it that was one of those movies where like okay i saw the trailer uh none of this makes any sense this is an hour and a half of just random scenes uh, but that i uh, have and then oh the cloverfield scene at the end to tie it together into the universe <laughs> i like how simon asked you that as though sort of it was inter- an intervention just yeah like, Chris, i think we maybe need to talk. you know you know find another streaming service right yeah, yeah. For, uh, stop or stick with the series i think i are injecting netflix into your toes we need mm. to have a talk. <laughs> yeah you're hiding are it. you is it getting in the way of your work so. is it uh affecting relationships Relationships. Do you watch it when you're alone? <laughs> I don't want to say yes, but maybe. <laughs> All All right. the, yeah. Awareness, acceptance, action, Chris. Those yeah, are the so. three steps you need to take. <laughs> so I can't wait for the next shitty premise for me to stream. Yay. So. <laughs> I feel like this is your... Ma- like Netflix is one, one yeah. giant Maze Runner yeah, franchise. Like, like, I really feel like the odds are now in my favor where I'm going to get that diamond in the rough. I'm going to find that one where it's like the acquisition team at Netflix screwed up and accidentally acquired something really good without knowing it. But they let some intern who actually <laughs> yeah. has taste. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, you know, and it was like a fight to get it through. Like, oh, this is stupid. This is the worst movie ever. And it's going to be like the best one they ever acquired. All right. So I know it's, it's kind Coming. It's there somewhere. Just the law of averages says it's there. But I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think keep fighting the good fight, Chris. Yeah. I love that you're living in hope. Yes. How about that? Yeah. I know. It's, it's kind of, it's, at some point, at some point, Netflix's hundreds of billions of dollars that they're spending on content has to go in the right direction. At some point, <laughs> this, the same person that greenlights the cool series, right? Yeah, they're going to let that person pick well, a film. A yeah, lot of yeah. The, a lot they're going to the send them to a film really festival. Good, right? Yeah. The series yeah. are great. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be 
part of that. Uh, Starburns is making a stop motion movie mm. with Netflix. It's about Michael Jackson's pet monkey. It's called Bubbles. And it'll be directed by Taika Waititi. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely in it. So, Who did uh, Thor Ragnarok. I'm pro monkey. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. going to be a time. It's, it's all and Michael Jackson's world story people. through mm-hmm. Bubbles' eyes. Okay. And are you guys in production on it now? Uh, we're in pre-production, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Nice. So what's like now, if you're doing stop motion, um, what's like the projected time frame for it's that? I mean, it takes time. a long time. It yeah? takes a long time. But mm-hmm. it also depends on how many people you have and how complicated the sets are. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, hopefully soon we'll be making tiny little Michael Jacksons. And Jim are you Jacksons. making them right in Birmingham? Yeah, or you have to go right around the corner. Studio? Yeah. Nice. Wow, very cool. Actually, down the street. We're yeah, yeah. literally down the <laughs> yeah. street. So, right. Right, right. so uh, why I right. was so on time. Well, now that you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say you were the latest guest that had the shortest distance to but go. that's how it always happens. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm, I'm 10 minutes away. I yeah. don't have to leave until I'm 10 minutes. Right. Right, right. Yeah. But that's... Uh, honestly, that sounds really cool. We'd actually like to come see when you get into actually building them out. We'd love to see Yeah, that'd be see awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing right now an episode of uh, Cosmos, which is going to be really cool. Oh, cool. very cool. All right, let's get to the next one now. Um, Jackie, you saw The Spy Who Dumped Me, which came out... It's the uh, only thing I've seen. Yeah, so yeah that, about a, uh, about a, I, I a month ago DVDs or so. I some Marvel things. But I, here's the thing. I know we haven't covered it, so I wanted oh, to talk about it. Did yeah. you see it? We did not see The did Spy Who Dumped it. Me. Did not, have you seen it? I haven't it? seen it yet. I mm-hmm. want to, because I love... Uh, Kate people. McKinnon and and, 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 and uh, Kunis, 70 yeah. show. Yes. And by the way, that's <laughs> Kate McKinnon and 70 show. <laughs> <laughs> um, the scene in the I don't trailer? know who anybody is. Uh, I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know. We will continue to what? Well, apparently that scene in the trailer where the characters stop and hug each other to avoid the police. Not in the movie. No, it was not in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's true. That um, was. Uh, I don't. I didn't even see. Here's my thing. I love a buddy movie with the power of the sun. So I will uh, I will go to see almost any buddy movie. And a buddy movie that has two women in it is a, is a new genre. There's only a couple of them mm-hmm. in, in existence. And so this was a really, really funny movie. And uh, it had really good action in it. But it was also kind of a mess. It was sloppy. Mm. because they don't know how to do it yet. Like Thor Ragnarok is a buddy movie, right? Right. Mm. So uh, they have figured out how dudes quip at each other and how to film that mm-hmm. and how to make that look and how to how it is seamlessly in with with the action. And this like there was a great scene where they're both tied up and they're revealing things that they know each other about each other because they're friends. Mm-hmm. And the woman who's torturing them is um She's like, how do you know this? And it it almost worked. It was it was real close to having that sort of streamlined awesome. The cut was the the cuts just have to be a little different. The timing's a little bit yeah. different. So do you think it was a writing issue or an editing issue? I think it was an editing issue. Ah. Oh, interesting. I do think it's an editing issue. You know, editing can suck the life out of comedy yeah. too. I mean, if right. it's not edited properly, it was edited perfectly for comedy. Mm-hmm. It was edited weirdly for action. Oh, okay. Because the, it, they felt almost a little, not not yeah. s- not separate movies, not mm-hmm. two tracks, but there was like it was you know when you, you're driving and you have to take a jog, yeah. <laughs> every, time, every time they would do that, and then once they were in an action scene, and they were quipping, it worked, mm-hmm. but getting from that yeah. to that, there would be like this weird disconnect, right? Be like, oh, okay, all right, and it the same thing happened in the heat. Which is a buddy mm-hmm. movie with uh, Sandra Bullock and Mar- uh, Melissa yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy. Right, right. Right. And 
uh, in the famous buddy movie, the only one I'm the only one who liked, uh, Tank Girl. I so, love Tank Girl. You love Tank Girl? Tank Girl's amazing. Tank Girl with Jet and, uh, yeah. and Tank Girl? I, it was fantastic. Anything that's a lorry petty vehicle, I'm on board with. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, so, let, me, let me ask you this because um, – so Myla Kunis is her is – which she's great. I loved her in Bad Moms. Okay. And so Bad Moms – She's great in that 70s show. Too. She's great in that yeah. 70s show. She's, That's she's the last thing I saw. Forgetting right. Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah, she's great for getting <laughs> – she really knows – And now I want to go back and watch yeah. all of – Mila's movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Mila so, Marathon. Because Bad Moms, I really – when that movie came out, I really liked it. And they did do – the, it was that genre, but mainly with women, and they did it funny. They and did it was it, a group. It, it was a. It was a group. an Bridesmaids cast, right? is also pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they cut that well. Now Good. it's not an action movie, so right. I understand that's the trick. Now with an action film, you have to have the action has to be exciting, obviously, and then if you're gonna have the quippiness, I've seen Before so many. Before and during. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. It, it can ruin it. Yeah, it's a hard row. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, you know who did it perfectly was Midnight Run. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. uh, th- that movie was freaking seamless. It's so that that wow that's yeah. a great example when he would do that thing like Charles Grodin uh, just and and uh, uh, Robert, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Thank you, yeah. Robert yeah. De Niro. That you know, new actor, Robert De Niro. The, the, the other Italian guy <laughs> yeah. uh, from uh, The Godfather. I don't know a lot about it. It's uh, from <laughs> Analyze That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It was the last time he was funny before he tried to be funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like it was he was so funny in that movie, well, and then. Well, that was that's a great example because they told him, "You be Robert De Niro." Yes, please. You be Robert De Niro. Grodin will handle the comedy load and the situations mm-hmm. where you're. Being leather jacket, ex-cop, <laughs> tough guy, Robert De Niro, will will that'll be, be funny. hilarious. That'll yeah. be hilarious because Groden when when he would when they were like, you want to go eat, and he's like, if you try to run, I know you'll hit me with a thing and a guy and a thing, right? You know what I mean? Like, and he goes, okay. And the other thing when when he when he when he calls, this is a great scene when he's calling. Um, his his Bond guy. Oh right, right. Joe, Joe Pantaleone, and he's and he's like. If you don't, I'm gonna. Well, after they've started to bond him yeah, and Grodin, yeah. and he goes, "If you don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him and put him in a ditch." And yeah. he just, yeah. he just, <laughs> just, just shakes it off. Shakes it off. Grodin, mm-hmm. like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just yeah. saying yeah. that. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And that's not asking him like meet the Fockers. He's being wacky. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I don't want to see Daenerys. Never, De Niro. never I, underestimate the power of a straight man. I mean, that's what like, the uh, Zucker brothers got yeah. so right, and why I think Airplane and the Naked Gun movies and Top Secret are so amazing and no one's been able to do it like that ever since it's because they hired legitimate dramatic Serious actors, actors. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen is known <laughs> as a comedic actor but that's not where he came from now, he was right. all drama yeah, and yeah. he delivers it like he's in a drama Peter Graves yeah I mean yeah. Yeah. Robert Stack <laughs> these guys yeah. like come in and just Robert Stack it yeah, up yeah. Exactly. that's all just I need you to do well, say these you know, ridiculous things with absolute conviction I mean yeah. Yeah. You, you go all the way back to vaudeville I mean you've got like would Costello be as funny without a habit no. you know and uh, you know how many jokes did Abbott actually deliver you know, it was all about being the straight man and setting up the joke, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. the punchline. Do you remember um, Murphy Brown, the guy who played Jim Dial? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was a serious actor and a musical theater actor. And so he, when he had to come and play that wooden, 
you know, that wooden mm-hmm. character on Murphy Brown. That was, it was, uh, it's, it's not the best example. I'm going <laughs> to retreat into the, in, into the shrubbery. Uh, so. but, but let me, so, right. so then, so the spy who dumped me, though, is, is, it, is it worth seeing or did Totally. You? Okay. And I want to okay. see it again because I want to see if I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Because it was just, what it was is it was just a little sloppy. And I love that they gave it that, yeah. you know? It mm-hmm. was like, it was like when you look at like those different, when you look at, like there, there just aren't that many of them, right? Yeah. So you can look at them. There's on one hand, I can mm-hmm. count them, mm-hmm. and then when you look at Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the and the, she wasn't funny, she didn't have to be. No. there there was no need for it. It was all action, and so that one. Chris Pine was, could deliver a couple quickie, quippy lines around her, right? Mm-hmm. And Gone it was, from the office, isn't yeah. It? yeah. And, 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 so it was more streamlined. So that's why Wonder Woman was beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was just a gorgeous movie, start to finish, and there wasn't a, a false step. And mm-hmm. again, the com- the comedy, the light or comedic moments in Wonder Woman were yeah. her sincerely being fish out of water. Yes. Yeah. Why do we? Why would that, you have to dress that way? A good, yes. Mm-hmm. That that scene entirely. A good movie has a little bit of all these ingredients, mm-hmm. but I agree with you that like how Shaun of the Dead, for example. Or hot fuzz. Right. They'll, they'll take these. Uh, they'll take these two different genres and treat them both on equal measure. It's not like oh, the horror is an afterthought or right. the action mm-hmm. is an afterthought. Point. You look at like the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen movie or like or or Get or, Out, like, the that? Brothers Grimsby. Does mm-hmm. anyone remember that movie? I don't. Nobody does because it was directed by the guy who did. Uh, like uh, Now You See Me mm-hmm. and all these action movies. Mm-hmm. And so the action was first, and the comedy right. felt tacked on. A, uh, an afterthought. An afterthought. Mm-hmm. And here it seems like the opposite, that it was okay. like a buddy movie, but then the action was kind of like not seemed in. Right. And I think that it's, because I think that there's, and it was a new director too. I think that, I don't know who directed when this. When you mix genres, you got to get that mix right. I yeah. Mean, it's really, and I, it's, it's a, a learned skill like anything, of course. Mm-hmm. The director is, I think it's, uh, it's a woman, if yeah, I remember. Susan, Susan Fogel, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and oh, did anyone see a Blockers? No, Blockers mm-hmm. I, surprised me. That's the one of the three parents who are trying right. to stop their daughters mm-hmm. from having like you oh, know yeah, yeah. sex on prom night. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's very kind of like female-driven um, American Pie, but with the mm-hmm. parents just messing up everything. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I loved it, and that was like a first-time female director, and it oh, was wow. amazing and raunchy and smart. Um, and I also really liked Spy, the other Melissa right. McCarthy movie. Mm. Yeah. Spy was really Rose good. Too. I remember Spy. Yeah, I liked S- Spy. S- Spy was Spy was really good. Uh, Who played like the super agent at the beginning? Uh, that, uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. And stuff. then you had Rose Byrne. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was um, the interaction between them was really good. Yeah. I, the Heat is actually uh, playing on Delta. Mm-hmm. It's in. It's in the. It's in the deep. Airplane movies, yeah, but yeah, back of the back of the chair movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watch a lot of back of the chair movies, you guys, and uh, and uh, so I've been watching. But the heat, I cry so hard. I, lo- I, I love the I, heat. I, 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 I watch anything so with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sandra Bullock, and keeping up with Melissa McCarthy, she was genuinely panting yeah. at a couple of scenes right. where I was like, she's been looking for Melissa McCarthy her entire yeah. life because mm-hmm. she's wanted to do. She's always yeah. wanted to do uh, big physical comedies, and con- Miss Congeniality being a perfect mm-hmm. example of forces of nature. Uh, love potion number nine. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And some of them worked, and some of them didn't. Yeah. But this thing worked. The yeah. heat was amazing. So let me ask cool. you this about Spyro Dumpman, and then I guess we'll move on to the next film real quick. But Jackie, do you think the reason when you say you want to see it a second time, do you think, you know, as comedians, we come in so much more critical of a comedy movie typically? Do you think that? 
yeah, and, ex- and, and, and I having want big to. expectations yes. and wanting it to be great. You think that? Right. I don't know that I was entirely fair to it, which uh-huh. is why I want to go again. I think you're right. Now, and on the second viewing, do you think you could go either way on it? No. No, just one, one <laughs> No, direction. I think I'm you just going to like it just more. Just going to like it more. <laughs> what okay. I'm going to do. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I saw the movie High Spirits 26 times. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's such a dumb movie. Did you see it? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. It's You've with seen uh, High Spirits? Shelley Long, right? No. no. Oh, no. That's, wait. That's in. It, it's wait. with um, It's Beverly D'Angelo. Is that Peter O'Toole? Steve Gutenberg. Peter O'Toole. Yeah. And oh, the yes, best the, thing about it. With the ghost. And Daryl Hannah. With the ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm think, yeah. The best thing about it is Liam Neeson. In speaking of Taken, uh, Liam Neeson has a small role as a ghost, and he is the best thing about that damn movie. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, uh, you know, he's just better than his role in Crow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I get him and Judge Reinhold mixed up. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the same guy. I said that. Oh, my God. Everyone said that. Hasn't everyone said that? It's like Dabney Coleman's The Poor Man's Gene Hackman. Nobody yeah. said that. And so, they have now. Yeah, exactly. Write that down. So. Knit it All on something. Right. So the, uh, the, the so last. Inspired, inspired up me. I would totally recommend it. All okay. right. Uh, last movie is uh, I saw a streaming documentary. The Power of Grayskull, The Definitive History of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. How late uh, at night was this? This yes. was pretty late at night. Or early in the morning. I can't, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, it came up children. as a recommendation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, But they don't remember He-Man. This is all, this is all like... Uh, no, they don't yeah. remember their father. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you got to drive him to school. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, saying like, wake no, them up and go, He-Man. If you Come could. on. Come on. It's first period. Let me finish this documentary about a dog. Now stop. Can't you kids <laughs> yeah. walk home from school? What a doll. So this is an interesting thing, movie, because um, we, we're we kind of at a golden age of documentaries right now where there are more being made than ever before. And it's interesting to see, like, sometimes there's become subgenres of documentaries. I would also almost call this, like, a popcorn documentary where it's it feeds into nostalgia it just shows you something that you may have grown up with or you may have liked as a kid, and then it just oh, gives you an hour channel. and a half of it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I remember, like, there's a couple Lego documentaries, like, things like that, where it's a very, very specific audience. It's, like, and, it's, it's uh, member berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be one on the Garbage Pail Kids at some point. Uh, yeah. Oh, can't so, wait. Yeah, and uh, I really felt like, like, you're watching this documentary. It was specifically crafted, like... There's not going to be any hard-hitting insights on any of this. You know, they're going to interview the people from Hasbro and Mattel and, you know, and uh, occasionally some of the writers of the, an the animated show. Even? And, uh, yeah, it really kind of felt... Is there a, a link? That way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it was interesting. I was watching it more from, like, a, uh, a, a filmmaking documentary standpoint, where it's like, well, is it a good documentary? It's just a different type of documentary. Like, it doesn't give any insight. It doesn't give any... Um, um, it, uh, it doesn't give any revelations. It all it does is feed into your nostalgia and pop culture fun. That's all it does. Okay, okay. so mm-hmm. it's it doesn't do that thing that we say a lot of good documentaries yes. do, which is bring you into a subculture you didn't know about, you didn't even or you knew, kind of knew about, kind yeah. of knew about, or maybe you didn't care about, and then you watch the doc and you go, oh wow, this yeah. is so much more intriguing. It's this literally is, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't like this show or didn't care about it. Right, not for no, you. Yeah. If you didn't, if as a kid, if you didn't have these toys or whatever, it's are the, your friends tired of listening to you talk about He Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
then go home, yeah. settle in, mm-hmm. and just yell at yeah. the television about how excited you are that they're telling you all this yeah. stuff you mm-hmm. already know. Siri, that's find awesome. me He-Man documentary. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But and it's also like we're watching the documentary. Obviously, you're going to get the toy makers and you know some of the writers of the comics and the shows. But then they have these. You know, I don't know how they find these people, but it must be in conventions or whatever. You have like these adult collectors that uh you know you they film them in their houses where literally behind them is every he-man toy ever made Mm -hmm. still in the package that kind of thing where uh you're like okay and they always have a british accent so uh, I'm not yeah. sure what's going on they over live there in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah and they live in Nebraska. Yeah, they need but, to uh, do yeah. something that makes them sound sane. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, if they're just like, "This is my He-Man collection," yeah. you're gonna get locked up in a second. But it's like I collect He-Man characters. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah. well, there's got to be yeah. something to it. It's yeah. very pop. You do yeah. accents. Yeah. Oh my god, Simon does so. accents. Yeah. Now I'm psyched. So it's the kind of honestly, it's a documentary where um, it's it's almost like a. a fan fiction you know or fan you know fan service pretty much it, it doesn't bring you into the world it's a world oh i um i remember this world i want to be uh immersed in it for an hour and a half i mean there's interviews with dolph lundgren talking about the live action movie i mean See, i'd watch that yeah, there, I'm in. yeah yeah that was that um, was my doorway yes wow. yeah there's only like uh, like because you're watching like well if it's dolph an, forever <laughs> if it's an hour and a half on he-man um, there's no topic you're going to miss. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. a, you'll be able to fit everything in in an hour and a half from the toys, the live action, the animation. This must that's be it. Yeah. Another thing, uh, most documentaries have so much extra footage. Like, yeah. wow, we could have shot, we could have cut together four or five yeah. different storylines. This one's like, no, no we just barely patched this together. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it together. Let Dolph talk a little longer. And yeah. We'll get to Is that eight on minutes. Netflix as well. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. So honestly, it, it was the kind of thing. If you have any nostalgia for the character of the toy, you'll enjoy this documentary. Um, if you grew up and have no idea who Heman are, is, there's no way to. There's no. There's no entry point for you to really go in and really enjoy this documentary. However, if you're going to be in a room full of He-Man aficionados and you want right. to BS your way through it, maybe exactly. this is the perfect. If you're on your way course. to a, a He-Man cocktail party, yeah. this is the, your, right. your, the best primer you could get. Those yeah. are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Is that a Tinder swipe? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have an ad. Well, how about yeah. it? HelloFresh is back as a sponsor. Uh, we love HelloFresh. Uh, I use it. It's great. Um, and uh, we just had a, a pineapple chicken quesadilla. Fantastic. They're easy to make. Uh, some of them are more complicated than others, but um, we have the family plan, and it's great. We do uh, two meals a week, and uh, it helps us eat healthier, and uh, it just it, it tastes good. So it's it's great. They have uh, there's a 20 minute meal on the classic menu for when you don't have that much time. There's all different selections. You could get classic veggie or family. There's uh, you know th- what's great is you don't have to plan dinner, spend money on takeout, or worry about gathering ingredients because HelloFresh gives you literally everything in the box. And uh, there's a lot of one-pot recipes for really quick cooking and minimal cleanup. And your account is easy to manage because you can choose your delivery date. And let's say you're going on vacation, you could stop delivery for a number of weeks, whatever you want to, uh, whatever you want to do. It's very flexible. But um, here's the interesting thing, Graham. I don't know if you know this. They're upping the ante there over at HelloFresh. What? That's insane. You no, know, you're getting uh, sixty dollars off this time. You get a total of sixty dollars off. That's twenty dollars off. Your first three boxes. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com uh, slash Comedy Film Nerd 60 and enter Comedy Film Nerd 60. So that's for $60 off. That's $20 off your first three boxes. 
HelloFresh.com slash ComedyFilmNerd60 and enter ComedyFilmNerd60. Boom. How about it? All right. You know, we got some Patreon uh, ad people, too. Yeah, guys. You know, for $50 a month, you get uh, we will read your URL or your business or whatever, uh, your non-for-profit uh, on every episode. And we don't discriminate. If you're for-profit, too, it's not like we don't like you. <laughs> yeah. We, you could do either. Sure. Non-for-profit or profit. Whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. We'll take care of it. And if you have some weird mix of, like... Uh, Sometimes profit, sometimes not for profit. Fine, you know. I don't know how you would manage that, but that sounds like our yeah. show. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Sometimes we make a profit, sometimes we don't. So uh, you know who's back? Johnny Rulon. Johnny Rulon is promoting his novel Green Cheek, and it's available on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. An experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And also we have the Audacity Performing Arts Project, which produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and low-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them <clears throat> at audacityperformingarts.com, audacityperformingarts.com. And from Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide is a dramedy podcast about choosing life over death one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, and you can find out more at randomify.com. R-A-N-D-U-M-B-I-F-Y dot com. And our, uh, our good friend from Australia, Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and the host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They were recorded back-to-back at a three-hour show in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April 2018. That is a long time to do stand-up. Yeah, three hours. that's impressive. Yeah, with a... Uh, binaural microphone which creates an immensely immersive listening experience all you got to do is google alice fraser trilogy for more info so uh why don't we jump right into the comics and comics kickstarter and then we'll go to the trailers after that so uh support all these things on patreon you guys support these podcasts it's a great way i wanted to know if simon had seen any movies recently oh what have you seen my homework um Mm -hmm. it's a good question Um, I guess the the most recent thing I saw was Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just say Marvel; it's like Pavlov. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is Jackie a good segue going. eventually yeah. into the comics. Comics. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. You saw the first one, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. the first one. Right. I love the first one. I thought the first one's amazing. You like the Marvel movies in general? I do. I do. <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect that much from them, and mm-hmm. they keep surprising me about how intricately they're weaving things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Re- just like reading a comic book itself, you know, there are some things I'm going to gravitate more towards or less towards, right. and mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be thrilled by everything because there's other people that need to be satiated. Right. Mm-hmm. But I respect the way they've said the, – the, the, the thing I've always thought was so ridiculous and close-minded about superhero movies were why do you have to reinvent all these great stories? You've got – basic storyboards already done and scripts Mm -hmm. already written and great characters and you don't have to bog it down in a like bastardized origin story there's there's only about 50 to 60 years worth of material to look through this is true (laughs) and and i I am asking a lot of these people but they know there are supposedly (laughs) some creatives out Mm -hmm. there that should be in charge of this so now it's interesting simon because uh it's the same as like us watching comedy movies like you've been in comic books how many years 
Uh, a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> animation as well, yeah. So you, when you look at a comic book movie, you probably look at it with a little more critical eye, too. Yeah. Because you're uh, very familiar with the source material. I know how good it can be. Uh-huh. And so w- it's it's never that I judge anything for trying its best and failing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll judge things because I know that they could have done better but it feels like they were lazy. And mm-hmm. I feel the same about a comedy script. Like I see really talented people make a movie together mm-hmm. and I'm like, and you're you're allowed to phone it in. You're allowed to cash a check and just like do that between projects. But when it's billed as something that you were excited about, that you did it with your own company, that you did it with your friends, I mean, you know, put a little effort in it, mm-hmm. Ridiculous Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I got that. Yeah. Adam Sandler Western. Oh, oh classic. Yeah. You know yeah. what's weird? It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Netflix original. It's a, every time I... Uh, I stopped watching Adam Sandler movies uh, when I realized they weren't for me. Uh, the, the third movie in a row where he's peeing against something. Oh, uh, that's Big Daddy, I believe. Big Daddy, but every movie has him in a bathroom peeing. Oh, yeah. And there's just, we get to hear the zip, and then uh, we get to imagine him whipping it out. And I'm just like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. But uh, I did well, see... Well, Charlie his... Chaplin always had the mustache. No one's given him shit <laughs> for it. Everyone's but got But I will shtick. say this, is I just saw his stand-up, and, uh, and I, I actually, I was psyched. I've heard that the stand-up actually really good the new and self-deprecating. St- the, the, the new and... stuff is uh, personal, it's interesting, and uh, and it had some punchlines. So yeah. uh, I thought, oh, good. <laughs> Maybe he won't make 50 first dates again <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I, I, listen, I grew up on his comedy albums, and I was a big, yeah. big fan <laughs> of his like comedy records. And like the Hanukkah song was really big for me as a mm-hmm. Jewish Mexican growing up in Mexico. <laughs> uh, but... But yeah, Happy Happy Madison and Billy Gilmore, uh, Billy Gilmore, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> happy those were your two faves. Those were the yeah. two that like yeah. I was age I think, appropriate. Which was, was the golf part. one? That was oh, that was Happy, happy Madison. Madison. Okay, yeah. I liked Happy Madison. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Happy Gilmore. I, God damn it, Happy, happy Madison is his uh, <laughs> production. That's the name of the production was, company. Yeah. Oh, I get mm-hmm. it. Oh, I see. Okay. So uh, okay. So let's uh, talk about uh, Comics Comics. This is a Kickstarter, and uh, we got about a week left. Is yeah, that, it's, it's live right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conceit was uh, our, our, our editor and, f- and creator of this, Brendan Wright, mm-hmm. um, had this idea for a long time. He loves comics. He's worked at Dark Horse. Um, he, he knows this, the comic book world way, way more entrenched than I am in it. And he also loves the stand-up comedy world. And one of the things we both realize and, uh, is that well, at, at the heart of every good comic book is, you know, is humor and pain. And at the car- at the heart of any really good, you know, long-standing comedy career, there's humor and pain. And a lot of comedians love funny books. They love comics. They grew up with them. A lot of comedians have written mm-hmm. for comics, and that that uh, but they've dipped their toe in it, or they've been able to just go into pre-established. Uh, characters within a framework and or given a kind of like offshoot that's non-canonical and or like what if could you say non-canonical again non-canonical <laughs> nice and uh, <laughs> i love that you didn't even trip over yeah. it and right. so, <laughs> it's the first time that word's been on the show ever <laughs> uh, well done thank you all right uh, i was saving it yeah <laughs> uh so the the idea that to open it up and open this playground up so that comedians can tell any story that they want it does it could be autobiographical it could be funny it can be serious. It could be a one-panel pa- Gary Larson strip. It could be anything they want because the breadth of what comedians uh, 
are and how they access their art and the breadth of what comics are and how it accesses its art, I think it's a great way to, to double up. And so we don't limit ourselves to superhero illustrators or independent comic book illustrators. We find a story, we find the perfect artist to match it with, or we sometimes ask an artist, who's your favorite comedian? Let's reach out to them. Or the comedian, who's your favorite artist that you really love? Let's reach out to them. So. Mm. You know, um, it's about branching these things together. It's supporting a lot of up-and-coming comedians and artists as much as it's giving people that we love whose careers we've been following and whose relationship, who we have a relationship with to kind mm -hmm. of tell the stories that they've never been allowed to tell or have had sitting in the back of, uh, of their journal. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this, but it's a good story. And we want to bring it to life mm -hmm. with, uh, with Comics Comics. And hopefully it'll be a series. And uh, how many are planned? Um, right now, it's uh, four issues mm -hmm. uh, that will all be released in hardcover. We're, right now, we're raising uh, the funds to do the first one because it's an anthology series, and we have all sorts of different artists and comedians ranging from, like, brand new and established. We want to make everybody feel like they're the same. We're giving everybody the exact same compensation, and we want to be mm -hmm. able to print a beautiful book and to ship it everywhere and right. to get it in the hands of all these bookstores. And that takes promotion, that takes time. And SBI Press is kind of an, it's a satellite of Starburns, but mm -hmm. it's uh, it's still kind of an independent press. It's still mm -hmm. all insularly funded within ourselves. And and so, yeah, we need, we need help and support to kind of be able to compensate and tell all of these comedians and these artists that they're gonna have the best version of their story kind and of brought to life. where do they life. go to get it? Uh, just uh, it's Starburns presents comics comics on Kickstarter, mm. or uh, yeah, but that's and it's, yeah, it's a great entry point. It's only like six bucks. Like you can yeah. get the digital version. Like yeah, but I, there's and we have all I, sorts uh, of. I uh, pledged. Good. I was ready. Course. I can't wait to get it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right, because you and you can get the hardcover for twelve bucks. <laughs> yep. So so Jackie, tell us about uh, your contribution to the uh, to the book. Well, like, your um, story. Brendan asked me if I wanted to do it, and mm -hmm. I was like, because I've been. Uh, I think it's been established that I've been reading some comic books uh, <laughs> since, and I read a lot of different comic books. The only ones I mm. don't read are sort of your your crumb, uh, you know, right. the sort of sad sack slice of life Oprah book of the month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In other news, <laughs> laced, a little critical, la la yeah. little laced critical. With, I'll let me to backpedal. And also laced with pornography. And yes. laced with yes. pornography. Ooh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you just turned her into a crumb reader. <laughs> 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 Was it Ironwood? Did you ever read uh, Willingham's Ironwood? Oh, no. It's He wrote Fables and oh, uh, yeah. Jack of Fables, Jack mm. Offables. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it was, uh, he wrote a porn comic book before anyway uh i have only seen it i don't uh, i haven't read it anyway so <laughs> i'm not above it uh i'm not above anything i'm sure but uh the the crazy thing okay so i've been reading comic books and i would like to write comic books but i don't know how to do anything except for stand-up comedy because stand-up comedy you just go to somewhere where there's stand-up comedy and you stand there and then eventually they say there's an open mic and that right. was 30 years ago and so since then I do some version of that and I continue to do stand-up comedy but I want to write comic books and Brendan contacted me and said we understand you enjoy comic books do you have a story that could possibly work with this and so what I did was not read the contract, and so I didn't know <laughs> that it was a Kickstarter. <laughs> but um, so it's, I mean, it's fascinating because uh, I've been working with this artist and I've been working with Brendan to edit it, and so I've written my first comic book script, and Brendan Wright is an amazing editor. Yeah. That guy he clearly has been working in the comic book industry for 30 years, and uh, because he was just like, 
it's great. How about this? How about that? And I, it was, it was just three drafts of this story. And it's a story that I have told on stage a couple of times. And it's, um, and so there's, there's a comedic element to it, a stand-up comedy element to it. But it's also, it has um, just sort of wacky, I mean, it's also just a, a, a slice of life kind of, you know, I, I complain about the slice of life business, but, there but you it go. is a slice of life story <laughs> that I'm telling. And, but it comes it, back around. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as it will always, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's super fun, but Pat Oswalt's doing it and mm-hmm. Sarah Benacosta's doing it. And uh, is, is it just Paul the three? Too. Uh, yeah, Paul, Paul Shear is in the mm-hmm. second issue and oh, Elliot Rahal and, uh, and Carolyn May. There's, there's a lot of, of up and coming comedians as well. And what I love is that the styles are so completely different. And we let, again, we let anybody tell any story they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it ranges from funny to strange to sad to beautiful, which I think are the four core ingredients to make anything really resonate with a lot of people. So mm-hmm. we're very excited. And uh, Unlikely Patriot is such a good story that actually has all those four elements in it. There are moments of, like, where you sit back and, and you know, you you think about what happened, but there's levity, levity in it. The art is really amazing. And yeah, the art's, uh, she did a really good job. It's, um, it's super cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like, because I didn't, you know, it's not the kind of story that deserves or not deserves. But it, it doesn't need, like, that hand-painted, you know, those gorgeous. It, it doesn't or, need a Dave McKean cover is what yes. you're saying. It's <laughs> a, who, who does uh, uh, Astro City? The the Kurt Busiek, uh, mm-hmm. who's the is he the oh. artist as well? Oh, no, he's not. I don't think no. so. But anyway, but it's 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 this sort of very beautiful, you know. Yeah, it doesn't world... need the Fiona Staples of Saga. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it's not a watercolor situation. Yeah. It's <laughs> more of a cart. It's it's more uh, comic booky, mm-hmm. uh, traditional sort of, and it's beautiful. The what she's this woman, I forgot her yeah. name. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's great, uh, and uh, you should totally go to the Kickstarter and look for her damn name, Cation. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, awesome. but yeah, it's uh, Starburns uh, Comics Comics, right? Yeah, Starburns for Comics And uh, like I said, there's only a couple days left, so uh, check it out, and it's a real low buy, and you can get like a, a, a copy for as low as six bucks, and it's delivered right through Comixology. Yes, that's right, so. and you can also, there are tons of tiers with original art, original um uh, sketches. We're making Funko Pops in the original hand sculpted Funko Pops for any of the comedians oh, in, great. in the <laughs> in the uh, series or any of the artists. Mm. Um, and then we have tiers where we can even you know add you can add buy in the comic book. You can ask someone to marry you. You can promote <laughs> yeah. your own. You can promote your <laughs> podcast within reason. Uh, we'll work mm. with you to edit a an actual full page ad in the comic. So nice. cool. It's a lot of cool stuff. All right, should we get some to get to some trailers? Let's watch it. Trailers. All right. They used to, they're called trailers because they used to be at the end of the movies. You know that? Oh, they trail. Wait a minute. Yeah. 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 Is your oh, wow? Happened. How do we oh, skip shoe. this horrifying? Yeah. That was that was hilarious. I actually I thought you were talking into a shoe phone. I heard sound and then you looking at your shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, get smart. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like well you probably got that on eBay. It's like get smartphone. Yeah, phone. yeah, it's yeah. been around for a long time. <laughs> exactly. I didn't. Elegant person. So. Come here, little dude. Can me and Miles have a play date today? Your drink? Does your kid drink? Really? I mean, it's never too early to start teaching. I think you're joking, but great. J'adore mon poisson rouge. Every time we do this, I feel so high tone. <laughs> Wanna trade confessions? No, no. Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? She's an enigma, my wife. 
get closer, you never quite reach her. She's like a beautiful ghost. Did you just take my picture? Erase it. I guess I'm probably not the kind of person you're normally friends with. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie, I need your help. Uh, are you okay? Mm -hmm. I'm fine, but I, I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. Five days ago, Emily went missing. Feels girly gone girl. I'll warn you, you go poking around in her past, you're gonna find something that is terrifying. She was a not shoes. a normal person like you or me. I've never seen such a beautiful girl. Don't go poking around in her past. You don't know what you're gonna find. I smell her, Sean. I smell her perfume like a ghost. It's just you being paranoid. I saw my mom. She told me to say hi to Stephanie. Are you aware that he took out an extra four million dollar life insurance policy on Emily before she disappeared? People do terrible things for their own reasons. <laughs> they thought you knew more than you were letting on. Did he do oh, Ghostbusters too? Yeah, yeah, the okay. remake. <laughs> I like the fact that she's in a magician's outfit for half the uh, trailer. So, you know, I honestly feel like this is the kind of movie where um, I think the trailer is not doing it any favors. No, yeah, like it, it might, might be, be a better movie. It might than be a this really trailer. cool, interesting thriller. Uh, yeah. But the trailer is like just uh, just give me Gone Girl. Like that was the note for the trailer. Yeah, I, I, I and too often they they ruin interesting thrillers like this by, by giving you too much, way too much in the trailer. Mm -hmm. my, I, didn't, my, I didn't know. Oh, a four million dollar life insurance policy. Oh, oh, yeah. My sister used to say when we would watch trailers like this, she's like, "I feel like I should mail them six dollars." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel guilty now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I like Blake Lively. I mean, the trailer I, makes me mad. I like the yeah. ingredients. It just <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem like I would want to eat that. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, Everything seems like yeah. it's good, but it also. It, I like peanut butter and chocolate, but I don't want this Reese's peanut butter it, cup yeah, now. No, yeah, it's it's also dipped in like mint jelly. And yeah, is, <laughs> is it about day drinking? What's it about? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. It, it sure. seems like no one cares that she disappeared, too. It's sort yeah. of like yeah. the husband's like, stop, like, we're all having yeah. dinner. Like, look, yeah. nobody look for her. Nobody yeah. look for her. <laughs> and she's like, but, I, but, but I'm obsessed. It's yeah. it's it's single white female reverse gone girl. I just, mm -hmm. I'm very uncomfortable with it how confused be it was. Yeah. It might be better than that. I no. hope it's mm -hmm. better yeah. than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the you know the problems that doesn't seem to be getting fixed with Hollywood is let the directors of the films have a say in the trailers. Oh yeah, no, yeah. let them cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Don't even let them have a say. Let the yeah. let the director oh, yeah. sit in the goddamn mm -hmm. edit room and go. This right. is what I want the trailer to do. Right. Yeah. 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 No, but we typically we found that no shut What's it. What's the last great trailer you guys saw? I have mine in my pocket. I, I'm in the chamber. That's why I brought it. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I when I say great, I think it's the one that fooled me the most. Okay. <laughs> when. Uh, <laughs> When I saw it, I got so excited about the movie, and then the movie was awful. It was Mission Impossible 2 that John Woo directed. Oh, that's a while ago. That was an amazing... But that was the one that got me, I think, angry. Like, because the trailer was so interesting and so good, and it was cut together in such a great way. Uh, and then the movie was like, oh, none of these scenes are even connected in the trailer. Mm. <laughs> from the trailer. What's your, what's your mm -hmm. trailer? That I think Hereditary. 
that trailer really got me. Oh yeah. Like that trailer gave me a lot without giving me anything. It got me very excited and creeped out and I like horror a lot. So you know what? I will say this speaking of horror is the one that uh, was a great trailer and the movie delivered was the original conjuring. Oh yes. I thought that was like a really great creepy trailer and the movie delivered on that, but the trailer didn't give too much away. Mm -hmm. It was like, got you just creeped out enough that you made you want to see the movie. The Meg. (laughs) <laughs> right. yeah, I was going to go the Muppet, the Dirty Muppet movie. Oh, there you no. go. Happy Time Murders. Yeah, yeah. That one, uh, the, the, the trailer looked funny. The mm-hmm. movie, not so much. Oh, yeah. Did you see it? No. No, I, I judged it from the trailer. I, I think was you like, were wise. Right, because mm-hmm. I was like, this. I bet you this is horrible, but the trailer looks really good. I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, this trailer looks like it could be awesome. And everyone was like, no, Graham. <laughs> yeah. right. I feel like I saw the movie in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, That's, that'll do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of dick jokes. My yeah. life is uh, complete. That's I'm a, good. It's, it's sad because that, that group of people who made that, Henson Alternative, which yeah. it, it's Brian Henson. And well, like, it's literally, it's, it's Brian Jim Henson's Henson, son. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Jim Henson's son. It's the same puppeteers who, who work at Henson Studios. And they have a show that they do called Puppet Up or Puppets Unstrung mm-hmm. that is a dirty improv Mm-hmm. Muppet show. Live yeah. show, yeah. And it's wonderful, yeah. and I've seen it many times, and I love it, and I'm so excited that they were making a movie, but it it's like, oh, try up, like, a live event, seeing the puppeteers, seeing yeah. being part of it, mm-hmm. that helps right. this lowbrow mm-hmm. humor. But when the entire movie hinges on puppets, it's like Sausage Party. Sausage party. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. I love mm-hmm. the conceit, but try, it's, it's not just enough. Like, South Park tries to make a point right. on top of, oh, it's eight-year-olds and their cartoons and their swearing. And they're swearing, right. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Sausage Party was also one where I was just like, oh, I think I just saw the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't need to see more of this, because it's going to be more of this. Exactly. Yep. So. I'm good. Yeah, mm-hmm. two yeah. minutes was good. Yeah, <laughs> and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So Is now, that something? So now Should I send them six dollars? <laughs> <laughs> send your sister six. You know, send them four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now this next movie, to be clear, is uh, Mark Wahlberg not shooting anybody. Oh, interesting. What is the point? Daddy's Home 3. I what you are doing mm-hmm. with this house, but what are you going to do with five bedrooms? You guys are obviously never having kids. What was that look? I did not do a look. You're doing a look right now. There's no look. Have a good fight, guys. There's so many kids in foster Mm -hmm. care. And they're having an orientation. Ellie, people who take in foster kids are really special. The kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. We don't even volunteer on a holiday. Over a half million children are currently in foster care. The county puts these on because they can match a lot of kids and parents quickly. Look at the big kids. Everybody's avoiding them. I'm going to go and say hi. But they're teenagers, okay? They use drugs and they watch people playing video games on YouTube. We're not equipped for any of that. Hi! Just FYI, we can all hear you. Hmm. It's okay. Go mingle with the kitties and uh, don't give it another thought. Bye-bye. She was cool. Lizzie comes with two younger siblings. Three kids? Too much. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) They're adorable. Why would you show us that? That's wrong. Here we are. Make yourself at home because you're at home. Do you like the Clippers? I'm more of a Lakers fan. Oh, no. You hit me because I like the Clippers. I think the Clippers are awesome. They were smart for trading Blake Griffin. Their best player. (laughs) Just stay there till the fire department comes, okay? You're just another white lady who wants to adopt charity orphans to make you feel good about yourself. Pretend, Mom. We might have a little bit of a knack for this. I beg to differ. (laughs) This stuff takes time. Lizzie to parent wanted Lita all by herself. This is never going to be easy. But with some structure and love, you could make your house a home. Please just go 
But I'm pissed. You know what I like to do? Really? All right, let me fix it, okay? Thanks, Daddy. I just got my first daddy. Oh, what? I suck. I want some of that. Hey, honey, can I help you with anything? Nope. What are you doing to my phone? Look at what this boy texted her. Is this that kid, Jacob? Hey, I saw the picture you sent her, Jacob. You're lucky I'll end your life right now, Carrot Top. We're gonna call your mom. You're going down today. So what do you think of that, Jacob? My name is not Jacob. What? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, uh, the All kid right. gets hit in the face twice. Yeah, so. you know what? That was the kid version of Kevin James falling down. Yeah. And you know what? That movie looks terrible, but I guarantee you if I watch it, I will cry. <laughs> I will a thousand percent cry. You sort of saved that trailer for me because I was just like, oh, make it end. Make it end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of those. It's a feel-good I don't know. Do they kill the dog at the end? I Anything? That, it's a little old yeller? It's yeah. kind of manipulative pushy, feel-goody plink, type plink, movie. Plink. Like, look how terrible these parents are, but, oh, these kids are going to change their lives. I'm just look very curious to see how are. it's going to turn out. I have no oh, yeah. idea if the family's actually going to come together. <laughs> no, I, I have know. no idea if the kids are going to relate to this new environment well. Are, are they going to have to give the kids back? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's Ooh. definitely a real possibility. Are they all going like to learn this? something about themselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, are all of the jokes... Did we just see them in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, if, when they are, turn 18, the they, get, they kick the kids out of the house. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they all show up with garbage bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, one of the worst foster care is one of the saddest things in the world. It's, one of the, so it's an make, ad for foster care it's, is what it is. It's basically how Song of the South is criticized for whitewashing a post-slavery South. Um, (laughs) This is sort of like, foster families are great. All the kids are sassy and colorful. They love playing with Jenga. In fact, they're uh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 insane. They're not troubled youth that no, have been abused no. and abandoned their entire life and taken advantage of. No, and no, you no. get a construction dad who lets you swing a sledgehammer. Yeah. Well, that's you know, good it's times. Be great. That's mm-hmm. gonna be. I'm glad Tig and Tom Segura getting work. They're fun yes. people. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. God this seems them. like it's part of the We Bought a Zoo family. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I owned We Bought a Zoo, oh God, I would put Instant Family yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. next to it on the shelf. <laughs> so this is a genre. Yeah, yeah. We bought a zoo genre. We bought a family. We bought a zoo. Yeah, they did buy a family. Oh they bought a family. Now we're going to fix it up and it's going to change oh. our lives. Yeah. Everybody learns. Yeah. Why don't you work oh, on right. your relationship? Yeah. Anybody want to talk to those that, that yeah. couple? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just adding three more wild cards to it? You got a giant house. You're never going to have a family. Ew, gross. Getting pregnant. But yeah. maybe we yeah. can buy Stretch some kids. Marks. Let's just buy some I kids. mean, that's my takeaway. For like, what, Why do they even put that in? The, the, the conflict is that they're a couple who never wants children. Yeah. But what if they wanted children? And the inciting incident <laughs> is a... Uh, the insult, inciting incident for the film is an insult from a contractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's what it's, it's yeah. sends What'd you down you the rabbit hole of having kids. I made a face? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. we should get kids. Put that bitch in her place. Yeah. Bitches, <laughs> man. What are you going to do? Well, I guess you're going to buy her some kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. you're stuck raising them. That'll learn her. But then you'll get to be called dad first. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so, my God. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm enraged at this point. <laughs> yeah. Very upset. And so I don't understand so. what's happening. All right. Let's go to DVDs and Blu-rays. Only two coming out uh, Ocean's 8 um, did not see this movie anyone see this is it the I've seen it yeah. is it oh, the 8th one or is no. it like the 6th no, one just there happened to be 8 actresses I, I know that, that, that they that's why they call yes. it yes <laughs> Ocean's yeah. 8 but I just thought it might have been fun if it 
coincidentally lined up as <laughs> yeah. the film. Because uh, I have not seen any of the original, or I haven't seen the original and I haven't seen any of the Clooney remakes. Yeah, I be- saw the original and I saw the first Clooney remake, and uh, I hate movies where people are having more fun than I am when I'm watching it. Well, uh, <laughs> I went to see, uh, just slightly, there's a Richard Linklater movie called uh, Everybody Everybody Gets Some or, or something. Uh, Everybody Wants Some, thank you. Mm-hmm. And... I went there, I went to see it with Dino Stamatopoulos and Duke Johnson, who work at Starburns. Mm. And when we walked out of the movie, I turned to Dino because it's not like Dino only likes pre code movies from the 1930s. Like the last good movie he saw was like Frankenstein. Um, So he, it's very surprising that he came and he went to this movie and we walk out and I was like, So what'd you think? And he goes, I've never had that much fun in my life. And I said, oh, you liked it? And he goes, no, I hated it. Because I've never had that much fun in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I feel you. Was Ocean's you. 8 like that? Ocean's 8 was a little like that. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, again, I haven't seen the, the, rest Clo- of them. the other ones. <laughs> I know that there's one where Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts in it. Yeah, there's like the conceit that the world. She's Ocean's 12 or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's Ocean's uh, 12, it's, which it's, number it, she but is. No, nobody mm-hmm. else, there's a Julia Roberts in this world, but there isn't a every other famous person in the movie in this world. <laughs> it, <laughs> it pissed me off. It, um, but this, it was, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> it's like Anne Hathaway's really good in it, like right. surprisingly really good in it. Oh, and, good. Um, and Aquafina was great, and Mindy Kaling was great. Uh, so, okay, so there's like it's, there's it's performances yeah, that are good. There are right. performances that are good. Name and, all eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. uh, Ka- Thor Ragnarok villain. Kat Denning. Uh, no. Oh, is she in it? Oh, no. No. no, she's in the Thor movies. So um, no. Uh, who it, played Hela? Who played? Uh, oh, Kate Blanchett. Thank you. Why am I playing Kate Blanchett? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, it was, Mrs. To be fair, it was an unfair challenge. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire? Doubtfire? Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire's in it. Hello. Uh, Mindy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's the surprise uh, yeah. at the end. And uh, the, the other DVD is uh, Superfly. This is the uh, the remake that uh, kind of came and went really you know, quickly. Oh, they made a remake of Superfly? It was Super- a remake? Exactly. This yeah. is yeah. the problem with both of these films. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with an all-female heist movie. Awesome. Why does it have to be connected? It doesn't have to be a remake or connected. Uh, right. Why does it just have make to a be female ocean. heist movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, does like, it have to have ocean like in the, the title? Like the thing you saw was taken, but it was uh, yes. with Jennifer yeah, Peppermint. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's not like it's not connected to anything. The, spy, gonna... the spy who dumped me is... It's a... just a spy movie. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's just make it's that. It's just a weird romantic comedy you know, that, by the way, great twist in the end, actually. Yeah. Uh, wait, and, I shouldn't have even said that. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for it. Exactly. So you know, none of these movies need to be in the Cloverfield universe. Oh, they right. Could, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Apparently, they could oh, easily be yeah, in the Cloverfield. All you need is four seconds of footage at the end, and then it's in the Cloverfield <laughs> yeah. universe. If you want it, like, yeah. Superfly was fine, and it's there. Just make a, a modern day yeah. drug gangster Or a black exploitation yeah. movie. Whatever. Yeah, you don't, you don't, it's fine. Yeah. Big Hair is great. Knock yourself out. Uh, I uh, saw a DVD. Uh, I bought uh, the Deadpool DVD. Oh, uh, how was that, Jack? And there was a a DVD extra that I had heard about. Did you you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I I liked it. The the Baby Hitler one? The Baby Hitler one. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I thought it was pretty tasteful. Yeah. Quite honestly, they did a nice job. They did a real nice, uh, tasteful I, job. I was, I was prepared. Voice, I was prepared to, to... For it to be a goddamn nightmare. To be what, what everyone I, yeah. was imagining when they yes. said right. that that scene mm-hmm. exists. And then you watch that scene and you're like, oh, no, that's how they... That's how I imagine they would have gotten away with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and, they decided not to during yeah. the credits. They decided not to play that card. Yeah. They're like, eh, we'll put it on the DVD. That'll but, be yeah. fine. That's why people still get to experience it. Yes. Have you ever seen Future Man? There's a yeah. show on Hulu. It was pro- no, it's produced no. by uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, and it's it's kind of like the last Starfighter. It's the conceit that there's this guy who plays video games, mm-hmm. and Paul Shear is in the show. It's really great, and mm-hmm. he defeats this video game that's like impossible to defeat. And of course, the soldiers from the future show up to recruit him. Right, it's Starfighter. He even says it. Oh, it's like to the pilot st- drones. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the it's the last Starfighter, and they're like, yeah, we have yeah. no idea mm-hmm. what that is. Robert and, Preston shows up, yeah. and yes. then from the mm-hmm. dead, yeah. <laughs> yes, but there uh, there is a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, of really fun kind of like plays like mm-hmm. like that that where they. Uh, I own that movie. Yeah. Who doesn't own that movie? Do you oh, own Last Starfighter? is a great, great movie. That's a great yeah, movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's good mm-hmm. times. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you get to play video games and have a robot girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and you get to. Uh, I, who played the alien in that movie? I can't remember now. Oh, oh, the one the the co-pilot. Oh, I forget, uh, but because he had a lot of makeup on, yes. I yeah. wouldn't have recognized him anyway. But uh, it's not Louis Gossett Jr. That's from that's me. Enemy Mine. That's Enemy Mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was somebody. Fa- I can't remember now. Aaron, can you look that up? Last <laughs> Starfighter Alien uh, Sidekick. <laughs> it, it wasn't Louis Gossett Jr. Now I think it's mm-hmm. Louis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. No, that was he played in Enemy Mine. Okay, mm-hmm. it's but anyway, same year probably. Yeah. <laughs> so has anyone so. seen the Superfly remake? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah, in it? I mean, it literally came and went. Like, Who like, is like, Superfly? That's with, a like great a... question. I just, like, I can't, you know, I, I, I feel like I wouldn't, this is a movie, I don't know if I would, I, I love the original, I love that genre, I love that era. I never watched the uh, Sam Jackson Shaft either. Like, yeah. Oh, I remember the point. that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's one of those, like. Dan O'Hurley. Director X, I is that it what it's said somebody more top? famous in, uh. Last Starfighter. Maybe you are all thinking of Enemy Mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Eh, no idea. Trevor Jackson. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, did you guys notice who the director of uh, the Superfly film is? Director X. Director X. That's amazing. <laughs> Finally. Uh, That's not even like worthy of Alan Smitty. Yeah. Like even Alan director Smitty won't X. put his name on that yeah. shit. It's like no, no thanks. So, and we want to turn your attention to the uh, Facebook fan page, uh, the Comedy Film Nerds Facebook fan page. There is a great video that uh, Daniel posted of the Bruce Lee nunchuck fight, but super in over super. Imposed with lightsabers with the oh, sound effects. It's, it's fantastic. They put, they, it's like they're nunchucks that are lightsabers. Yes. So he's uh-huh. swinging them around, but mm. they have on, on yeah. the end yeah. of them. It's the <laughs> it's most. Great. It's fantastic. So check that out on the Facebook fan page. And uh, premiering this week, we have The Predator. I think I'm the only one really excited for this movie, but I keep seeing more trailers and I get more excited because I love what Shane Black is kind of doing with it and uh, just a bunch of psychopaths chasing an alien predator. But then there's a giant alien predator that's fighting all of them, the regular predators and the, the mercenaries. Oh, wow. And an yeah. actual predator who got edited out of the film. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Spacey? No, uh, there Norm Macdonald. What happened? Was, oh my God, <laughs> Olivia Munn. Uh, this is Olivia there was a controversy <laughs> on the. Uh, Olivia Munn had a scene with a uh, an actor that was uh, a registered sex offender and found out later about it and had the studio take the scene out of the film. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
but uh, oh, wow. you know that's uh, that's calling in a favor with the director. I'm like, look, I know I'm a, a sexual offender, but could you put me in the movie? Yeah. So yeah, then, well, I just yeah. And then uh, and then the Olivia Munn found out and said no. Yeah. You know, you're taking that scene out of the film, now. which is fair. You should yeah. tell people. That you yeah, I think should. If you have to go door to door, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. There's the coffee. Yeah. I'm a sexual uh, predator. Turns out, yeah. mm-hmm. I was convicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is a simple favor, which is the trailer that we just saw, and uh, White Boy Rick. This is a really interesting. I've heard about based this. On I've a, seen the poster. I don't know anything story. about it. I've seen the trailer for this several times, and I think we're we're getting into Oscar season. Yes. Because it's based on a true story. Matthew McConaughey plays mm-hmm. his dad, and Matthew yep. McConaughey's all scraggly, ugly looking, yep. you know. And it's based on a kid in Detroit in the 80s who became this giant drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And it looks interesting to me. It yep. looks like, I mean, again, we're starting to now, the trailers are starting to like get the Oscar hopefuls in there. So it feels like it could be an interesting story. I feel like too, this was like the, uh, there was like a rush to get this edited and finished. Like, we want to be first in Oscar season. Get it out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, so it, it looks, it, it's, it's a fascinating story about like a kid who becomes a drug dealer, then like a, an informant yeah. after that. So it looks really interesting. It's written, it's directed by Yann Demange, Demange, I'm not sure who that is, but he has done, uh, he did 1971, he's done a lot of TV. No, oh, Dead Sight, I like that show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this will be interesting to watch. It's uh, written by the same guy who did uh, Black Mirror. Ah. Oh, I love Black Mirror. Well, that's so. what that that I think. Then let's see if the Black that's Mirror. It's quite different than Black Mirror, yeah. though. <laughs> well, it's an adaptation of a book, I believe. So mm-hmm. it'll be. I'm curious to like yeah. you know that's it's Oscar bait. It's a based yeah. on it's a biopic, but true story. Mm-hmm. Not a biopic, but like based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. Or some crazy thing that happened. So mm-hmm. the kid the, that they cast in it in in the trailer, it looks interesting. He, who knows? Yeah. Could be a Let's bunch see. of cliches and dirt, but uh, yep. could be a pile of haircuts. Could be a pile of haircuts. You never know. It's a when's the new Hellboy coming out? They Not keep for a pushing while. that. They all keep all they keep they keep just releasing the same still over and over again yeah, yeah. on uh, social oh. media, and that's it. With David Harbour being Hellboy, and yeah. that's well, specifically Mike McDonald keeps releasing it over mm. and over. Oh, fair enough. Feed, I've but, heard uh, that they are finally getting around to Space Jam Two. It's about time. Wow. wow. Pre- I rewatched that, spoke. by the way. Does not hold up in the <laughs> glorious way. <laughs> glorious way. I went on a deep <laughs> Bill Murray rabbit hole and watched uh, everything, including Garfield Tale of Two Kitties, just to <laughs> just say that I've done it. <laughs> and uh, I'd have to say that Space Jam is, is so heartbreaking what they do to those characters. I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. How upsetting that is! It's like if you'd ever watched the new Muppet Show that they had on ABC. Right. Yeah. It's, I tried. It is. It just stomps on your heart. Yeah. It just yeah. like really middle if, fingers. If, if everything there, if there was childhood. a Warner Brothers cartoons canon, there would be a petition to strike that movie from the canon. Oh, for and sure. From the Bugs Bunny and Daffy. Yeah. I would canon. say it would be non-canonical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I first moved to LA mm-hmm. and was doing extra work, I was an extra at the old LA Sports Arena for some of the crowd scenes. <sighs> And it was such a miserable experience that I just left and nobody knew it and I still got paid. Nice. It was wow. horrifying. That's like, a, so there is a good good story to come out of Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, silver lining. I remember when they like, were made. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, hey, here's your lunch. And you know, you're thinking, oh, we're gonna get a nice catered lunch because there was like 2,000 of us. It's these horrible, rotten box lunches that they just kind of threw at us like wolves. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I. 
is while I'm in my 20s and young and not very bright yet, I'm bright enough to know you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're just throwing a rotten hot dog at me. <laughs> but you could have been in the crowd of Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. Maybe you are. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was in for one or two scenes, know. and then we when we broke for lunch, you and could... I saw this pile of filth bags that we were supposed to jam into our rotten yap holes i went you know i'm gonna duck out no one's gonna see me you you could be a featured extra we don't know yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah go watch space jam yeah (laughs) and get prepare yourself for the sequel yes so well ladies and gentlemen that is our show wow Wow. bit of a bit of a supersized show today i'm so glad uh, we're so, go see Peppermint. Yes, go see yeah, Peppermint. I totally want to see Peppermint. I will, peppermint. actually. I'm excited. And the spy who dumped me, yeah, quite honestly. Uh, don't see Anon. Okay. And uh, if you grew and up He-Man. Uh, playing with He-Man, uh, go see Peppermint. You will Power enjoy. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the Kickstarter one last time to plug it. Uh, comics, Comics, the Starburns Press Kickstarter. Starburns Couple Presents Comics, left. Comics, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on Kickstarter and a ton of awesome rewards, a ton of great stories, and uh, you helping us make the first one helps... Uh, the ball rolling for all the ones that follow. Guys, we always mm-hmm. talk about this. You know, it's such a cool way to support independent artists. Obviously, we funded a bunch of projects through Kickstarter, yes. and you know, it's 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 crowdfunding. In my opinion, is one of the coolest things because it just circumvents all the gatekeepers that that decide who gets it and who doesn't. So, right. and you get ownership of it. You know, mm-hmm. like I always say, one of the reasons I love, I wish Kickstarter was alive when I was like a kid or something. I would have. Are you kidding me? If I like, and you get it first. Yeah, you get yeah. it first. You yeah. get it for less. You get it. Mm-hmm. You got all these extra things that are make just make my exclusive. dreams come true. Get yeah. on it. Yes. It's twelve dollars. Have her yeah. be a published or six comic if you have author. Yeah, or six if you just want digital. Yeah. I could have kicked money into Kickstart like the Dark Knight series or Watchmen oh, yeah. or some shit like that. Wait, do you like Batman? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the JackieCashin <laughs> And well, Jackie, any tour dates? Any any fancy things happening for you? Uh, my life is a is a is an, a a non going uh, delight of me <laughs> traveling around the country, talking out of my pie hole. So go to jackiecation.com or follow me on all the things at jackiecation. Cation is spelled K A S H I A N. Live it up. Nice. Ooh, very nice. Uh, guys, doing a doing a new um, monthly live show at a beautiful bowling alley in Tarzana, California, the Corbin nice. Bowl, September twenty mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we contacted Jackie about that, but she I was I'm on the road already. She said <laughs> no. <thank Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I love that bowling alley. It's a good looking bowling alley. It's awesome, and they got this cool little lounge. And my friend Shannon works there, and she's like, Graham, they, they don't do anything with this lounge; just do shows there. So we're doing a show. Sam Tripoli's on it. Kira Saltanovich is on it. Myself, Jim Bruce, and he got one or two other comics. So. Uh, it's ten bucks. The drinks are three dollars, and it's cheap. It's affordable night. There's free parking. Go and to... you could bowl too. And that's the other thing we're doing. <laughs> they probably have video games. They do have video mm. games. If you buy uh, a co- a ticket for the comedy show, free bowling shoe rental. Nice. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Come wow, for the jokes. Stay yeah. for the bowling. Mm-hmm. Or just the shoes. <laughs> just the shoes. So stroll just around in someone else's shoes. Kinda... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They spray them nice. Yeah. I love the smell of that bowling shoe smell. <laughs> That's I, I want to take that home with me in my socks. So it's yeah. it's glorious. So it's September twenty second, eight o'clock. It's a Saturday night show. It's an it'll be an awesome show. All the comics are six comics. Everybody's doing like fifteen minute sets. So you're getting mm-hmm. everyone's getting longer sets. Check it out. Go to GrahamElwood.com. And then I've got other shows uh, doing the progressive comedy tour with Ron Placone, November 2nd and 3rd in Sacramento and San Francisco. Those vent- those are starting to, that's getting close to selling out. So jump on those. Oh cool. my God. I'm uh, going to be doing a set in Hanoi. 
of Vietnam and one in Bangkok. uh, That's amazing. Yeah, it's October 17th in Hanoi and uh, November 4th in Bangkok. Nice. And then in the middle of those two things, I'm going to go look at Cambodia and Vietnam and I'm going to write it off because I'm a tax and pay Democrat, but I'm not a moron. That's right. (laughs) Come on out. Come on out. It's still business. uh, Why do you think I go surfing in Hawaii? (laughs) Do one bar gig and then writing it off. uh, I want to mention too, uh, Conversations from the Abyss. We're going back into production on the next season. So that's kind of like a podcasty Black Mirror. Got another eight episodes coming up. Uh, some great ones. Uh, Cecil Baldwin from Welcome to Night Vale does one. He talks to a better version of himself in an episode and some really creepy stuff coming out too. Awesome. So that is uh, in the works. It's a little delayed, but uh, <laughs> getting around to finally producing it. So it's good. That sounds great. Well, Thanks that, for having us. Thank you, yeah, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Simon, for being on the show. Thank you, Aaron Brungart, on the All Things Comedy ones and twos back there in his little comedy hovel. Uh, we keep him back there he's, like he's Veal. built. Mm-hmm. He's built a little doorway of screens. Yep, yep. He's built a doorway. Of a doorway? <laughs> no wall. That's the word yeah. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. <laughs> yep. Tomato, tomato. Everybody. <laughs> First draft. It's a doorway, but the, the door is perpetually plastered yes. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first.